Welcome to Life in Balance. I'm Ken Miles, pastor of Kitchener-Waterloo Christian Fellowship. We all know that life can be hectic, and sometimes its demands can pull us off balance. The good news is that God has given practical insights in His Word for keeping life on an even keel, despite the pressures we may face. This program is designed to help us understand and apply God's wisdom in our everyday lives. Good Wednesday, everyone. Well, we have just finished talking about reasons to believe. And we have gone through the evidence that shows that there really is a God, that Jesus was God manifest in the flesh, and that he came with a mission to save his people from their sins and to set up a kingdom on earth where he would be our king. He would set the rules. His wishes would be done on earth. And why? Because he's God, because he created us, because he alone is worthy to have that position. And when we decide we're going to do our own thing, we usurp God's position as being creator and having the right to set the guidelines for our lives. Now, the good thing about this is that God is not a tyrant. He's not trying to impose something on our lives that would be harmful to us. He has our best at heart. He loves us. He cares about us. And so whatever his rule is, whatever he sets before us, is for our good. It's in our best interest to follow it. And so as we work through these reasons to believe, I hope for those of you who have never considered this, that it has made you think, and that you will consider seriously the claims of Christ and the Word of God. And for those of us who already believe, it should strengthen and confirm our faith. Now, as we look at this and you come to a point and you begin to consider the truths of the Bible and begin to realize, hey, there's something to this. I can't ignore this any longer. How do you respond to this? How do you receive him? How do you enter the kingdom of heaven? Well, in the next few days... I want to just cover this aspect under this overall topic of the keys of the kingdom. Jesus came to earth and he came to set up a kingdom, a kingdom here on earth. So how do you enter that kingdom on earth? And of course, it extends into eternity as we would live forever with the Lord in heaven. Well, the scripture tells us that Jesus gave Peter the keys of the kingdom. Now, this is what's brought about all the thinking that we're going to meet Peter at the pearly gates. And he has the keys to the gates and he either lets us into heaven or he doesn't. And there's a whole genre of jokes about meeting Peter at the pearly gates. And all of this has been spawned from the scripture that tells us that Jesus gave Peter the keys of the kingdom. An example of one of these jokes was that a fella came and he met Peter at the pearly gates. And he went to go in and Peter said, hey, wait a minute, I have to ask you a few questions here before I can let you enter heaven. And the fella said, well, okay. And so Peter asked him, were you religious in life? Did you attend church? The fella thought for a moment and he said, no, I, I don't think I have. And Peter went, oh, well, that's not good. Then he asked him, well, have you been generous? I mean, have you given money to charities? Have you given money to the poor? And the fellow thought again for a moment, and he said, no, I, I, I really haven't. Peter said, well, he said, 
you must have done some good work. Said, have you helped your neighbor in any way? And the fellow thought for a moment, and Peter was just about ready to shake his head when the fellow said, wait, wait, wait a minute. Yes, he said there was. He said, I was, I was driving along the road one day, and he said, I saw a woman off on the side, and there was a gang of bikers around her, and they were harassing her and robbing her. And he said, I, I stopped my car. He said, I got the tire out of the trunk, and I went up to the leader, who was a big muscular guy with tattoos all over his body and a ring in his nose and and I told him he looked despicable and he said I pulled the ring out of his nose and I told him you better stop bothering that woman or you're going to have to answer to me Peter said wow he said that that's quite impressive and then what happened the fellow said I don't know he said the next thing I knew I was talking to you (laughs) now now that's an old joke and a little lame but it points out the modern day thinking of how Peter has the keys of the kingdom and how he uses those keys, that he questions us on how good or bad we are, and as a result, he either lets us into heaven or keeps us out. Now, that joke illustrates so many misconceptions that people have about the keys of the kingdom. First of all, the kingdom is not a tangible kingdom. This is a spiritual kingdom. The kingdom of God is right today. You can enter the kingdom of God while you're still alive. You don't have to wait till you die to enter his kingdom. The kingdom of God consists of all those who Christ has reign over their lives. And so it's not just something that happens when we die. Now, let's go back to the scripture, though, and see where Jesus first told Peter that he would have the keys of the kingdom. The disciples were following with Jesus And in Matthew 16 and verse 13, it says, And when Jesus came into the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? Now, I've been in Caesarea Philippi, and it's a beautiful site. The background of this is a huge face rock, where when Jesus was there, there were hewn out of the rock temples and altars to various gods. And as they're standing against this face rock with all these tributes to other gods, Jesus asked his disciples, who do men say that I am? And so they began to rhyme off who they had heard people say that Jesus was. Some say you're John the Baptist, some Elijah, others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. And he said to them, but who do you say that I am? Now, here's when Peter speaks up and he says, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus said to him, Blessed are you, Simon, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. Peter made the declaration that you're not just a man, you're not just a prophet, but you are divine. You are God manifest in the flesh. I mean, he came to the conclusion that we tried to look to through these last number of weeks when we looked at the reasons of why we should believe that Jesus is the Son of God. Peter grasped it. He had walked with him and he declared it. And Jesus said, you know, this truth you're declaring, you didn't come up with this on your own, but this is a revelation of God to you. And then he says to Peter, and upon this rock, I will build my church and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. In other words, Jesus said, this declaration that you have made, 
that I am the Christ, the Son of the living God. That is going to be the foundation of my kingdom. You see, Jesus is the king, and he has a right to be the king because he was God manifest in the flesh, and he had come to earth, and every knee should bow and every tongue should declare that he is Lord. This is the foundation of the kingdom of God. This is the foundation of the church. The church is the kingdom of God because the church consists of people who have yielded their life to the Lord, recognize him as their Lord and Savior. And so Jesus said, Peter, upon this declaration, I'm going to build my church. And then he goes on and says this in verse 19, and I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. And so this verse is the foundation where people get this impression that Peter is going to be at the pearly gates and he has the keys to let people in or out. But if we can really see it in context, yes, Peter did have the keys. Jesus gave him the keys and said, Peter, you are going to be the one that first opens the door to the kingdom of heaven. And you're going to tell people what they must do to enter the kingdom. And if they follow those keys, they're going to be free and they're going to enter the kingdom of God. But if they don't, then they're going to be bound by their sin and they're not going to enter the kingdom of God. And he said, Peter, you're going to have the keys. Now, when did Peter use those keys? Well, he used the keys on the day of Pentecost, the day that the church began. The church is the kingdom of God. He said, upon this rock, I'm going to build my church. So the very day that the church began, on the day of Pentecost, Peter used those keys. What happened on the day of Pentecost? Well, after Jesus had been crucified and had risen from the dead, he told his disciples, he said, I'm ascending into heaven. But he said, go and wait in Jerusalem for the promise of the Father, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And so they did. They went to Jerusalem. The Bible tells us they entered an upper room and they waited. They waited for 10 days. And then it says in Acts chapter 2 and verse 1, And when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. And then there appeared to them divided tongues as a fire, and one sat on each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. This was the promise that Jesus had told them that they would receive. Go and wait in Jerusalem to receive this promise. Well, when this happened, there were many, many people in Jerusalem celebrating this holiday, as it were, the day of Pentecost. And they had come from all over the world. And when this happened in the upper room, they spilled out onto the streets and there was a lot of interest. And people said, well, what's happening here? We, we hear people speaking in our own language and they're all Galileans. What, what is this? And then it says in verse 14, But Peter, standing up with the eleven, raised his voice and began to speak to the people. Now, why was it Peter and not one of the other disciples? It was because Peter was the one that was given the keys to the kingdom. He was the one that was chosen by the Lord to open the door to the kingdom of God. 
And so he began to explain to them and put in perspective what had happened over the last few days. He said, this man that you have crucified is the Son of God, and he came to earth with a mission. He came to save his people from their sins, and you have taken him and crucified him. But by doing so, he died for your sins. And so it says in verse 37, when they heard this, they were cut to their heart, and they said, what must we do? In other words, how do we enter the kingdom of God? How did Peter respond? What did he tell them? He used the keys of the kingdom to open the door into heaven. What were the keys? Well, I'm afraid our time is up, but we'll talk about them tomorrow. Don't miss it. I'm Ken Miles. Bye for now. Life in Balance is a ministry of KW Christian Fellowship. We are located at 1000 Bleams Road in Kitchener. We would love to have you join us this Sunday for one of our services. The times are 9.30 and 11.30. Just go to our website at kwcf.org to register and to check out all our other activities. We have events for children, youth, and people of all ages. Our mission is to connect people with God and each other so we may fulfill our purpose in life. Till next time, may God keep your life in balance.